0: Thank you so much for listening to Exactly With Me, Florence Given. This podcast is basically a permission slip to just follow your curiosity. It's an invitation to ask the hard questions, and essentially I just want to create a place for judgment-free learning. I've wanted to have these conversations online for so long, the nuanced, deep conversations because life doesn't exist in the black and white area, and social media will have you thinking that there's a right and a wrong to everything, and I'm more interested in humanizing these conversations between people. As with everything I do in my work, whether it's my writing, my drawings, my design, or the podcast or my books, it's all about connecting women and queer people. I just wanna bring people together. And don't forget, on every fifth episode of Exactly, you get to take the mic in the call-in episode. One of the things I love most about making this podcast is hearing from all of you, answering your questions, and doing my best to help you overcome challenges and dilemmas with my very unprofessional advice. So if you want to be a part of it and you want to ask me and my brilliant guest experts a question, you can send me a message or voice note via our podcast WhatsApp number, which is plus four four seven eight nine zero three zero two six six five. If there's any particular topic that you want us to cover in one of these call-in episodes, please let us know and get in touch. I always love hearing your suggestions. So today I'm really looking forward to meeting the incredible Iona David. She's the woman behind the iconic meme account, beam me up soft boy. I can't wait to hear about everything she's learned about dating soft boys and love in the digital age. And we'll be getting into what a soft boy is a bit more into the podcast. But in a Guardian article, Iona described a soft boy as someone who has alternative interests and comes across like they're being very open with their emotions, which is usually a very good thing for men to do, but it then twists into the territory of, and therefore you should sleep with me because of this. If you don't follow the account already, then you absolutely need to. It basically shares screenshots of interactions and DMs written by mostly men to women online and on dating apps. She exposes the tactics and all of the emotional manipulation used by so many soft boys to get women into bed, and also how quickly a seemingly innocent conversation descends into misogynistic name calling or weirdly inappropriate sexual requests. I fucking love following this account. It's so funny and also just so necessary to follow. There's kind of a relief in reading how common this behaviour is because sometimes it can feel like you're just unlucky in dating. But the reality is what this account shows is that there's so many guys behaving in this way out there. Iona started the account when she was at university and it completely exploded. She now has nearly 700,000 followers and she's just written her first book called Is It Love or Dopamine? Which is brilliantly written and she dives into a lot of what we'll be talking about today. The weird, wonderful, hilarious and messy world of online dating. It's hard to spot a fuckboy nowadays because they're constantly evolving. So here's hoping Iona can help us tangle through this hot mess. Okay, so Iona, first of all, I'm going to go through my icebreaker questions I ask all of my guests. Try and say the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't think too much about it. Okay. What is one thing that sets your soul on fire?
1: Uh, supermarkets. So, okay, what about them? I just fucking love supermarkets. The big ones.
0: The big ones. Big they pez. just calm me
1: down, and yeah, I guess you could say they set my soul on fire. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Nice. No explanation <laughs> needed. Next question: What is the last photo that you took?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on my first London roof terrace last night, and I took a photo. Okay. Was like, what the fuck? This is. Oh, crazy. nice. Where was it? Angel, literally just down the road from here. Okay. Um, what What's the name of the bar? It was not even a bit as my friend had a roof terrace. Oh. I was like, fuck, I've I made it. So, yeah, has to take a picture of that. But okay. most, of, most of them are my cat, obviously. Okay, <laughs> nice.
0: Next question. What's something that people frequently misunderstand or get wrong about you? People
1: think I hate all men, yeah. which is not like same, technically same. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of nuance involved in our line of work, and mm-hmm. like the internet and nuance is not really like a. And that's thing. why I have a podcast yeah. just to so talk about <laughs> so, it. it. Set the record straight.
0: Okay, so the next last question is: Finish the sentence. I'm still a work in progress when it comes to
1: myself. Fucking hell, that's so deep. But I'm constantly like, I feel like it's so important. You got to constantly be growing, mm-hmm. evolving. So also organisation, like, I've, I'm trying to fight the Gemini. Okay. The world, but it's like, it's not working. So um, I need to work on that. Um, there's actually a lot. Let's not pull it that far. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you don't want to go too deep in that one. <laughs>
0: it's interesting because I feel like you and I can confidently say that we've inadvertently uh, caused a lot of breakups On the internet Oh my god <laughs> So many <laughs> And on one hand, one hand I'm happy about it On the other hand I'm like that's a bit sad So what I find interesting About like the similarities With our work Is that we're not do We're not telling people To do anything We're talking about uh, emotional abuse, emotional manipulation yeah. in our own ways. And what I love about you is that you do it with such comedy. And also, you're not even saying anything about the men. You're just they're ex- you're holding them, the mirror they're
1: speaking, up. Yeah, they're speaking for themselves.
0: Like, yeah. they're literally
1: like, I'm not doing
0: anything. So could you give an intro to your account, to anyone listening who's not
1: aware of um, Be Me Up Soft Boy? My Softboy. account, people send in screenshots of soft boys I'm doing quotation marks because like a lot of fuck boys get sent in as well it's really like it's just all (laughs) and there is a distinction there is a distinction we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) people send them in and then I just pick the funniest ones um, and post them and like yeah, I started to have a laugh, and then, like, it's just become this, like, resource, I guess, for people who they might be feeling alone, like, they're being texted, all of this bullshit, and they're like, Am I the only one this is happening to? And then they realize that they're not, and then, yeah, they dump him, which is great. The men, the men are so persistent as well in these screenshots. Oh my God, they're, always.
0: They're so persistent, and. Uh, it's almost like, you know, when you're being harassed on the street and the man tries, goes, oh darling, oh darling, oh you look gorgeous and then you walk past them ignoring them they go, oh you fucking bitch and it's like, the switch from being the most desirable thing on fucking earth to the most awful piece of trash is based on their rejection and we see that in the messages that you get from Um, people.
1: It's really exciting, It's, it's (laughs) it's not exciting but it's like, for the first time, we can like see it happening. It's like Mm -hmm. being like a fly on the wall because like men have been doing this shit like since men have existed, Mm -hmm. but we've never had the ability to just see like what they're doing. They did it privately. Yeah, they did it privately. We had no idea what was going on. Whereas now they're being exposed. I actually saw a really interesting, like... Some bullshit article recently that was like. Um, <laughs> Interesting bullshit article. <laughs> it was on some website. He was saying the rise of lonely single men. As relationship standards have heightened, men are not being able to keep up and they are going to die alone because of it. And like, oh, poor men. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, like we are literally just asking for basic, basic mm-hmm. like respect. It's I fa- ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I saw the article. It said something like as women's standards are rising, less women are getting into relationships with men or something. And it's just so comical because the guy was using it as this like bad thing. Like as women's standards are rising, (laughs) they're not liking us anymore. And it's like, are you hearing yourself... Expose honestly. the very issue. If there are less women in relationships with men and more women being single, less women having children, marriage because women are demanding a high, higher standard for treatment. Can you understand that the problem is how men treat women and not yeah. that women are too
1: uptight? Literally, honestly, it really makes me mad. I mean, I have a lot to say, obviously, yeah. about <laughs> the subject, <laughs> yeah. but it's like getting back to like fuck boys and soft boys. I have this theory which I got unnecessarily deep into in my book, but it's like I speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you go literally, in. just ranting. The fuck boy. And the soft boy are like not so different. I think the soft boy has kind of. Being born from the fuck boy. Okay, can you explain going, what a
0: soft boy is to anyone who yeah, doesn't Yeah,
1: so a soft boy is like, he's on the surface, he's just like an alternative guy, we all love him, he's wearing docks, he's wearing a little car heart beanie, and dang like, Yeah, danglering, oh, the neck <laughs> chain, all of that stuff, and he has like the same music taste as you, so you're like, fuck, <laughs> let's wed. My whole account really focuses on the the dickheads. They use their feelings in their quotation marks, emotional literacy, to try and make out that they're not like other guys to have their dating, and they weed all their way in that way and then they still fuck you over at best it's fucking you over at worst it's like serious emotional manipulation and they kind of use this progressive language there's one screenshot (laughs) that got set in that was like if you're a feminist you'd show me your boobs (laughs) and it's like it's ridiculous (laughs) wait what was his reasoning behind that because um free the nipple and i'm not a misogynist let me get that straight i'm not misogynist but if you were a feminist you, yeah, that's basically it. Oh my God. So like
0: using women's empowerment and women's movements against women yeah. to and coerce even,
1: them. Yeah, and even women's just like emotional literacy. Now with TikTok and the internet, women are getting emotionally clued up. Like we're seeing yeah. all this stuff about like psychology, like trauma, your childhood, like relationships, everything. And mm. we're learning all of this stuff. And I think, and it is a small proportion of men, but the men who are dickheads are seeing this and they're thinking, well, I've got to get on that level so that I can like weedle my own way in and i think yeah. that it's like the next like iteration of the fuck boy is the soft boy because he he will still fuck you over he'll just do it in like a really sneaky clever way, way. Yeah. it's clever
0: it's almost like the fuck boys evolution yeah like, like men aren't changing they're just evolving
1: they actually are in the 90s for example and i only know this from sitcoms but like there's <laughs> the jerk joey from friends or barney from how about your mother or whatever and he just like sleeps with women and never calls them back and then before <laughs> that there was like don draper from mad men like yeah he was, and then there was like Henry VIII. Like, they've been doing this. <laughs> they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. They just have different, like, different, like, disguises. Mm.
0: <laughs> they went from killing their wives to ghosting them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We've got it have said exactly. Yeah. I did. <laughs> well, what's the difference between a fuckboy and a softboy? A fuckboy is a little bit more direct about it. Okay. Also, aesthetically, he's different. He's wearing different things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he might shop at, like, I'm you serious. can spot them. Yeah, you can spot yeah. them. You can um, also
0: spot a uh, soft boy as well. I yeah, feel.
1: definitely. But like love Island, like the lads. That's the, a fuck you boy. I love like a fuck boy and a soft boy, they're a lot of fun sometimes, but you kinda of know what you're getting into with a fuck boy. Like mm. you're like, I know what's going to happen here so the the
0: soft boy in your book you mentioned about the weaponizes his self-awareness kind of soft boy so there's so many different types you've got the wholesome soft boy and the one that weaponizes his self-awareness would you say that that's the kind of soft boy then that would be like you just don't like me because you have an anxious or avoidant attachment style yeah because that's what's happening i've seen that happen to friends i know is that they'll say i'm sorry i'm just not into you and then they'll come back with this rebuttal of like I know what happened with your dad, and like maybe that's probably why you're going through this and you don't like me. Shut the fuck up! And then any woman who perhaps has this, as you say, emotional literacy and knows about attachment styles, feels fuck, oh my God, this guy is so self-aware. Maybe I am avoiding him because of what happened with my dad. And, and actually he's good. For, it's so manipulative. It's so manipulative. And, and self- it makes them harder to spot, right? When they yeah. when they have this language that exactly. women we look up
1: to on social media are also using. Exactly. And the self-awareness bit as well, they kind of just like, it's like being like, oh, I'm such a dickhead. Like you should, no, you should avoid me and it's like and that is we well yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> they are giving us the signs and <laughs> we're just like oh no but like I wanted to call the book I could fix him because you always are just like oh, oh he's yes just enough yes. Of a dickhead that like I could <laughs> yes
0: yeah so in my book Girl Crush I've written a character called Matt and he is the yeah, ultimate soft boy, the soft boy and he gets to sleep with women by using feminism and stuff mm. and I've seen this massive trend even with my own book that there are girls who send me men's hinge profiles on Instagram they're like Look at this guy, and he's reading my book on his Hinge profile.
1: That's mad. So he'll, he'll have
0: a copy of Women Don't Know You Pretty in his Hinge profile, and I immediately say red flag. Yeah, <laughs> red it's flag. Gotta I be don't care flag. if it's my book. He's <laughs> he's using it to lure you
1: in, and he's yeah. the guy that will,
0: is probably going to mansplain feminism to you and dictate it to you. Yeah. Oh God, I can't believe that. So h- how do you think we're able to discern and use our discernment and our intuition to decide which man is a feminist and which one is a performative? Feminist who's trying to get us to fuck him.
1: I struggle with this a lot. You can't really tell. Like I've not come to a like certain decision on it, but no, at so the let's moment, just unpack. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> leaning towards. Uh, he doesn't say it. But yeah. Then if he, re- but then if he refuses to say it, that's weird. <laughs> yes. But yes. It, oh God, the <laughs> distinction. Yeah. But if he yeah. starts off by being like, oh my God, there was this guy that I was like sleeping with in uni, and he. I walked into his room and he had a big Pulp Fiction poster and he, was, <laughs> he had scribbled out the Harvey Weinstein's name no! and I was like I, I mean because I was in uni and I was stupid I was like yeah, feminist activist cute. my activist boy activist, activist king activist king. <laughs> activist king but I feel like if he's actually a feminist he'll know but in a more sneaky way he won't try and make it obvious but yeah, I don't really know. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's action. Yeah, so, exactly. Um,
0: I, I haven't dated men for a very long time, so I don't even know what the scope of dating men is like at the moment just it's through my friends. <laughs> no, I know. And that's why I've got you here, babes. I can't, I can't wait to hear about it all. And I would say it is action and not this overt expression of I'm a feminist I'm a feminist it's that like like, like they're trying to prove something mm. I had a woman on here called dr. Romani and she's like the world's leading expert on narcissistic personality disorder oh, really? and she uses this this great analogy for um, charisma she actually yeah. doesn't trust charisma she thinks that anyone who is extremely charismatic is yeah. masking something and that's how you can kind of sniff out a narcissist and she uses the analogy of um it's like when you spray too much cologne yeah.
1: they're masking something
0: there's too much going on there that so makes so when, much sense yeah so when, when there's too much or there's too much of a an effort to try and prove themselves if I was in a meeting, let's say with men, and a man mm. was like, "Excuse me, mate, she wasn't done talking," and then just yeah. let me carry on talking, I'd be like, "Okay, cool, he's a feminist." But if he went, "Excuse me, this woman needs yeah. to finish," um, men need to stop talking over women, and then I'd be like, like "You're trying to a, he
1: throws attention, he's me. Like, he's and sake, it's like, and it's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he, right, and then it's like, okay, so you're, it's actually not about protecting me; it's about you looking good. Yeah. So there's there's even a distinction in how the actions are done. Yeah. So. It is so hard to decipher. I would just say that women need to learn how to listen to their intuition and that can only come from uh, one, spending time alone with your judgment unclouded by other people. Two, to stop polling every single tiny decision that you make because you outsource your judgment, and then mm. you stop to you stop learning to rely on your instincts. And three, there's a book called The Gift of Fear that I've just started reading. Have you mm, ever heard, I've of it? heard of it? Now. It's by an author called Gavin DeBecker. Becker. All about a man wrote it, and he's very much he's pro women and pro feminism, mm. but he's never said it. He just wrote this book. But I yeah. know that he's pr- he's a fucking feminist. This yeah. man, and he talks about the rates of violence and how 96 percent of all violent crimes committed by men. Mm. And we need to talk about that. We can't just keep avoiding it and caveating every sentence with not all men. And then also allowing the conversations for nuance and how men can help. Anyway, the book is all about how women need to listen to their intuition. And he goes through all of these case studies. So he was a child that grew up with lots of violence in the home. And he is now he set up this uh, security measure for uh, presidents to know when someone is going to attack them based on intuition and intelligence. Oh, really? Yeah, and and he says that women inherently know when they're in danger, but we excuse it. So Mm. the man offering to help our groceries up, we have a weird feeling about him, but we feel bad for having the weird feeling. And so Mm. we wash it away and go, oh, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. And if we refuse to accept the help... They can go, oh, you're too proud. Are you one of those feminists? And then instantly we want to prove them wrong. So we go, oh, no, sorry, you can help me. Yeah. Even though we have this gut feeling. But <laughs> basically your gut instinct is a an amalgamation of your subconscious picking up on all of these cues that your conscious brain can't. Uh, pick up so quickly and it just manifests as a discomfort yeah so when you feel uncomfortable about someone the best thing to do is to listen to that instinct because at
1: worst you seem rude at best it saves your life yeah exactly no it's that's such a good that's such a good I'm gonna read that book now yeah
0: I just I want every single woman on the planet to read it because too often we dismiss our gut instinct and when it comes to soft boys it's funny because the word soft boy it does sound harmless doesn't it but actually it completely deteriorates your self esteem when you let someone like this into your life no
1: it really does and that's something that I feel like Like very passionately about people with. I've been like very open about my mental health and stuff. Like for women with mental health problems and stuff, you can't just like take it lightly. You can't you can't just like let whoever you want into your life because then you get stuck in this cycle and it goes to shit with one guy and then like your self esteem is low. So you like accept some other shit from some other guy and then you Mm -hmm. just get stuck in this cycle and like it's not a joke. Like I mean I I make it all a joke, but like you have to like yeah you have to trust your gut instincts. And then what you said about being alone as well, Mm -hmm. I think that is so important. That's the only way that you can like. I was on my own for like a year and that's when I figured out. Alone as in single? Or? Single yeah. yeah single and just like I also gave up drinking I was just like I was like doing a whole soul searching thing yeah I realized then that I didn't know the difference between any of my feelings so like I would be feeling like what I thought was I really liked this guy but yeah. it's actually just most of the girlies know this by this point but it's like <laughs> my anxious attachment that's just being like activated at that point. Just, so love or dopamine? Yeah exactly. That, that, that's the name of your book? Yeah and I was so confused and I was like oh my god all the this time I've been like looking for the complete wrong
0: thing and like I think a lot of people can relate to the anxious attachment thing and and thinking that the chase that's created with someone who is making you chase can be confused and conflated for love
1: yeah exactly and it's absolutely not and like the only way I realized that was when I took a step back and I was like this clearly isn't working out
0: I think humor is a really good gateway into people understanding these things comedians do it all the time and stand up and it's like you're like fuck I never thought about that before and I think you're more open to it when it is
1: funny Exactly, and it's... I've said exactly so many times I've been, like, brainwashed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it is really important, and I do think that... And a lot of girls have said, like, like I don't know, I kind of wish that I had had it when I was younger. A breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a breath of fresh air, and it's just, like, makes you realise that you're, like, you really don't have to put up with this shit. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the
0: want to talk about nice guys let's say that there's also you know an enormous population of men who want to do the right thing and are so fucking afraid of making moves or don't want to do the wrong thing and want to wise themselves up i can imagine it can be quite confusing for some men and then that opens up the trap for the nice guy yeah and the nice guy can you talk about nice guys and we don't mean men who are actually nice capital n capital capital n because niceness can also be uh, manipulation, if it's not backed by an intention to just do something nice for someone, it's it's exactly. niceness. In exchange for something. As a weapon.
1: Yeah. yeah. The nice guy is the typical like, oh, I'm so nice to women. Why don't they love me back type thing? And, like, friend zone type guy or is that a yeah, different thing? Zone, yeah, friend zone type guy. And like you see it a lot in popular culture. Almost all of my references come from friends. <laughs> but Ross Gorgeous. is like a good example of that. Um, he's just like... Perfect. just got yeah. like, oh, I'm so nice. Like you said, there's a massive population of men who are, who are genuinely nice and trying to do the right thing. And you have this at a young age as a man, you... Are a nice guy. And my theory is that, like, that's the point where it either goes into, like, you just are a nice guy, and, like, you know, like an actual nice guy, an actual nice person, you can become that. Or if you see, like, a meme on Instagram, if you see content at a young age that makes you think, like, oh, maybe, like, women are bad and I'm nice, then you can kind of go, and that's how the nice guy is born, because it's like you're talking to other men and they're like, no, who I don't, don't talk to women. Who don't talk to women, you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know why she didn't sleep with you. She's a fucking bitch. And you're like, yeah, she is a fucking bitch. It borders into the territory of thinking that women owe you their body just because, yeah.
0: or just, just because you you put enough nice tokens into a woman, pussy's yeah. gonna fall out. Exactly. Everyone talks about uh friend zoning and how horrible that is for a guy, but no one talks about a woman who who she thought was a friend.
1: Yeah. If a woman
0: goes into a situation with a guy thinking that he's her friend, and then he all of a sudden switches it up. Or who, who's this new guy you're dating? Yeah. Who's, who's, who's and it's like it's the woman fuck, then loses so. who she thought was a friend. That's heartbreaking for the woman. It's almost as though this invisible contract has been set up between the guy and the girl. That the woman wasn't consenting to, that he
1: thought if I am nice enough, if I hang around long enough, she will choose me. Yeah, because it's like when you realise that that was their only intention, like to begin with. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. The nice guy is redeemable as long as he's not too deep into the whole thing. And but yeah, the nice guy and the soft boy have a lot of overlap. But most of the ones where they don't get replies, when they're like they'll they'll message them something really nice and, and like quotation marks nice and be like, oh you're so beautiful, and then they won't reply for like eight hours, and I'll be like, you're a fucking whore. Yeah, and it's like well. Which one is it? Which one is it
0: exactly? Yeah, which again reveals
1: that he wasn't being nice; he was being manipulative. Yeah, yeah. It feels like men are kind of shooting themselves in the foot as well because you have the nice guy, which is what a lot you hear a lot of women refer to to men, the specific type of men, as. And then you also have the simp, which is what men call other men if they are being genuinely mm. nice. So it's like if you are genuinely nice, you'll be called a simp by other men. If you're yeah. like it's just like what's what? interesting
0: to me as a bisexual woman is how I so I mostly date women, like I said I've not date I am bisexual but I've not dated men for a while. Mm. And what men get called a simp for? is stuff that I do for girls in yeah, dating.
1: I love it. I'm like, what like if a guy's not obsessed with me, I'm like, what the fuck, like am I? What, what's the point? Yeah, what's yeah. the point? Love, lettuce, flowers, it's the like, works. Like that's gorgeous. And yeah. it's what you, you deserve. Exactly. But then like that you can't even do that without like yeah. Yeah, The world
0: is crazy.
1: I know. yeah. I mean,
0: it must be really confusing because there are so many messages. You've got what women actually want and then yeah. what men are told by other men that women want, yeah. which is, oh, they don't like the the nice guy. You, you might as well just, like, fuck around and do this because yeah. the nice guy always finishes last or whatever. Yeah. And then you've got what women actually want, which is care and attention. You've just got to be genuinely nice. How has starting your page Be Me Up Softboy affected your dating life? Mm. How? What journey have you been on learning about men and has it changed how you date and use dating apps?
1: Yeah completely and I've only just linked the two together like through doing promotion for the book and stuff because yeah so I started the page and it was I thought it was, like, just out of the blue. But now that I think about it, it was very obviously when my first relationship with the soft boy ended. Um, yep. He was a dubstep DJ. He was perfect. He smoked <laughs> loads of weed. I was, like, great. Um, How long ago was this? This was,
0: like, five years ago now. I think that's when... So, so a girl I was dating a bisexual woman who had dated trash men mm. um, introduced me to your page and we laughed about it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah And no. it was about that time. Yeah,
1: it was that time. And it was... um, It was the late 60s. Everyone was... <laughs> no, everyone was not happy. I was just, like, seeing all of this shit... And didn't learn my lesson at all kept kept on going for the soft boys, the artists the the visionaries and, <laughs> um and then at some point. It just kind of clicked. Like, now my outlook is much more positive, which you would think that I would become, like, jaded from looking at all of this shit. But in fact, I've just realised this is bullshit. I think at the core of it, I've just gained a lot more self-respect, which is... Good. So, like, I didn't realise, but I actually didn't have any when I was, like, a teenager. And then, like, a so typical early 20s, you just, like... You know your worth and stuff. and I just realized. Hang on, like I don't have to put up with any of this shit that I was seeing on the page. I I had a weird phase where I started dating the anti soft boy, mm. which I could. He just dresses really badly. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's like low key. Yeah, low key. Low but key like, boyfriend. He, but they fucked me over anyway, and I, and then they were just dressed badly as well. so I was like, there's no point in any of this. And then (laughs) I had one situationship. It was very much a situationship. Oh my God. A situationship. situation. situation situation (laughs) situationship. Might as fucking well call it that. Yeah, literally. And I was like, it had been like, I would call it like non like the new like non non harmful love bombing it was like very you know when it's very intense very quickly but i don't okay. think there was any malice in it and, sure. it ended, and someone then, trying to win over your affection yeah exactly yeah. and then it ended after like a few weeks he was like this is really intense cuz you know when you're not even into it at the beginning and then they like make and then as soon as your guard comes down they're like and you're like wow this is a bit much I'm like I didn't even like you but whatever and I was I remember it happened and I was like I was really hungover on that day and he called me he was like can we talk I was like I'm really hungover can we not do this now and he was like no I've just been like I've been stuck inside my own head and I was like for oh, oh, fuck's sake all right here we go and he dumped me he was like this is way too intense I didn't want something like that but can you know you still come over tonight And I was like, no, I blocked him. And then the next day I read in one sitting, I read Attached. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, (laughs) Attached the book. Attached the book. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this all wrong. It's a game changer. Anyone who hasn't read that book, you just have to do it. Mm. Anyway, I read that. And now I'm just like, I kind of treat the whole dating thing now as like a game and mm. it's like a it's like very methodical which seems really sad but like what's being given to us is this online dating system where you have this algorithm and like you just have to like play at it its own game and be like okay I'll go on a date with you 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 and you I have like a whole system how do you, how do you think internet has affected dating culture because I think it's given us
0: a massive, just because you're talking about dating apps, it's given mm. us a massive idea of choice. One so that, one that's choice. almost, it's illusory. It's not real. Yeah. And it's like the, the choice paralysis where we become so overwhelmed with choice yeah. that we are less likely to pick someone because there's always another person, a there's swipe a away. And, and that's not groundbreaking. Option. Everyone has said that about dating apps, but that's, that's the truth It's no. it's always a swipe away. And that kind of culture of choice paralysis is enhanced by even things like tiktok i saw I saw someone saying we're not meant to see this many beautiful people in our lifetimes yeah. so it, you know before we'd have like a community of 250 people in our village yeah. and then we pick the person that we're most likely but now it's billions it's yeah. the world and it's quite
1: overwhelming it's so overwhelming and i think i don't know i've not really like unpacked this i guess now is the time but i yeah. think <laughs> i think that you've got to like take a pinch of like how it used to be and like put that into your attitude towards it if you want to relationship there are lots of people that would be suited to you mm. and like the whole point is that you find someone and then you put the effort in and you build something together if you use it as a tool and don't get like addicted mm. to the swiping which is really difficult because you're like oh, oh it's so validation, easy it's great but like if you actually want to meet someone on there you've got to just like be so like just select a few there are many people out there like believe it or not who could be like a suitable partner for you i just think figuring out your red flags it's like it's like figuring out your values it's very important mm. you just and you're non-negotiables
0: out. that's what I call them yeah your non-negotiables, non-negotiables because I think because the thing is with dating is that uh, compromise will be required I definitely yeah. when I became single a long time ago I was definitely like absolutely no compromise yeah um, and then I realized oh well of course there's going to be some compromise and when it comes to you know where are we going to eat tonight I don't know yeah. I choose tonight you choose tomorrow um yeah. but then it's not compromising your beliefs and your values, and I call those the non-negotiables. You need things for you, whether that's a lifestyle thing, whether that's a belief thing, or yeah, whatever it is. I think it's good to have your non-negotiables. So can you tell me a bit about the process of of writing your book and and taking it offline? Because that's exactly what I did. I took my work offline that I was already doing Mm. and put it into a book with Women Don't Know You Pretty. Did you learn anything about... Because obviously you just completely pick apart and analyse these messages that you've been sent in, mm. probably to a level that you never had done before. Yeah. Um, how was the process of that for you? And did it
1: change how you viewed what you were doing? When I went in, I was like, relationships are bullshit when I started writing this book. I think I'd just come out of like a big breakup. Yeah. I was like, the whole thing is bullshit. And that's that's what I pitched. <laughs> and then they were like, we love it. Um, just add on a few chapters on the end about how relationships can be good yeah. and how you're okay on your own and I was like yeah. oh fucking Jesus Christ alright <laughs> fine I guess I'll do it and like it was actually really sweet I learned a lot about like I the relationships chapter so it goes in like it follows your personal journey as you download a dating app go swiping mm. get on a uh, in a relationship and then self-discovery re-download the app and yeah. I <laughs> and yeah. I like just when you're starting to heal and then yeah, yeah you're just like oh let get me back I'm in. ready to get her again yeah um, but the relationships chapter, I literally was like I can't um, really speak confidently about this because I'm not a fan of relationships and mm. I'm also quite bad at them but I asked <laughs> honest my, yeah we love it <laughs> I asked my friends who were in great relationships and it was just really cute God, maybe it was like this tool that like, like I went in feeling really shitty about them and now I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. This is
0: what I find really interesting is because people go on their own journeys while writing yeah, their books. That's exactly. why I wanted to ask you. And like, I think nothing is more powerful than a woman uh, after a breakup. Yeah. And I think breakups catalyse some of the best art created by people. Yeah, I um, thought you were going to
1: say the best hair, but best art is well.
0: <laughs> oh, Yes, yeah. But breakups catalyse the best hair. No, they I really mean... do.
1: The art that is created is just incredible. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't even have to be like eat, pray, love, self discovery you can just, no. like, I drank a lot of Stella, I was yeah. just, like, vibing, yeah. and you just got to be on your own for a bit.
0: There's, there's something so empowering about that wake of of making a decision that you needed to make for a long time. Exactly. And I just, I just relate a lot to that because it's, 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 it's basically my breakup completely soared me into the air because I, yeah. I no longer had all of this energy that was dragging me down.
1: It is so weird how you can feel different after different types of relationships, like, sometimes they put you through so much shit that by the time you end it, you literally do feel like you're flying. You're like, this Mm. is incredible. Whereas other ones... You feel like your arms just been like cut off, and you're like, "What's it yeah. like?" I was seeing this guy for like three weeks. What the fuck is happening here? Yeah. And then you can be in a relationship for ages and be like, "Oh yeah, oh, situationships
0: thank God. have ruined me. Yeah, more than like <laughs> yeah. more than relationships, and which is you, a whole other thing. You
1: don't even get to say, yeah, it's a whole other
0: thing.' You don't. I think it's it's a whole other thing because you never got to see it come to fruition. So the yeah. idea of who they could have been always stays in your mind. So yeah. it's always the um, that's such a good
1: point. It's always
0: the the one that got away vibe, as yeah. opposed to I knew that they were an asshole. You never got to see them become an asshole.
1: Yeah. So exactly. you Always exactly. got this
0: polished love bombed version of them in your head.
1: Yeah, exactly. and it's viewed as more of a loss. Exactly, that's one theory. One <laughs> way that I like to deal with that is go on their Instagram and like r- remind yourself like, <laughs> that they were not shit. Thank you so much for talking with me
0: today. No, we thank now you. are going to go on to my listener questions. So these Ooh. are some things that people have sent in through my Instagram. The blind leading blind. D- yes, exactly. <laughs> Unprofessional advice. That's what, that's what we call this section. Okay, so, is it a red flag if he wants to keep your relationship a secret or is he just private? Secret from who? This is the thing, this needs context. Let's give it some context. Let's say, keep your relationship a secret on social media.
1: I think (laughs) you've got to kind of, like, judge where they lie on the rest, because if they are very anti-social media and like, I don't know, if uh, if it was me, if they were like like very into conspiracy theories, for example, I love a conspiracy <laughs> boy, um, and they were just like really weird about that kind of thing, I would be like, this makes sense in, but it's consistent, it's consistent with the rest of your values, but
0: <laughs> if you
1: are like. On Instagram all the time, liking everyone's photos, like but just posting selfies and stuff. And then you want to keep it a secret. What the? No. Yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean? And it, it also depends. So I, I keep my dating life very private, but, but mm. that's because of who I am.
1: Yeah. So, so, so
0: I keep my dating life private because I would never want um, someone I'm dating to be impacted by all the weird fucking shit that I go through on the internet like people trying to find out where I live or stalking Mm. and all this kind of stuff so for me personally again that's a very niche problem but someone like me
1: maybe that's who sent it in yeah who knows explanation yes
0: (laughs) so um yeah or is so is it a red flag if he wants to keep your relationship secret or is he just private again if he's keeping the relationship secret from uh family and friends and you've not met any of his friends I would yeah huge huge red flag okay next question why do some guys only reply days later? Is it really that they're just not interested? Sometimes it could be a game. Sometimes
1: it could be a game. But if that pisses you off, there are guys who do text you on time. Yeah. So just like, <laughs> sack them off. <all>. Okay. <laughs> like, also, I am, I've not put this into words before, but I am a believer in, like, the kind of never zone before you've met in person. So if you've mm. m- not met in person yet, like, I sometimes I just will be really busy and we've not been, I don't like to, like, get really deep with a guy before, with whoever before we've met.
0: I love that. Never yeah. zone, no commitment.
1: Yeah, no commitment. And if you get really invested in a text conversation, like, that's just a recipe for disaster because, like, then... You've got them on this pedestal. So I Mm. now just like keep it very light. So sometimes I am busy and I don't reply for a few days. But if it's reached a point where you're feeling like you want more communication from them, there is definitely someone out there, probably like not that Mm. even far away (laughs) that can do that, I would say.
0: I love that answer. Let's leave that there. Okay. A friend of mine is dating a guy who loves Jordan Peterson, thinks women lose their value if they've slept with lots of guys and even shamed her for sleeping with him, quote, too early. He's since apologised, but this is irredeemable in my opinion. How do I get her to stop ignoring the red flags? The, the irony of this is that he's the one who fucked her. Yeah. He, th- th- this guy has fucked his girlfriend and then shamed her for sleeping with him too early. What that does he is want? Just,
1: that is just men... Bit, like menning like yeah I don't know how common that is but it's really sad I'm assuming that who's ever, whoever sent this in might have like tried talking to their friend about yeah, it and, like and sometimes it is really difficult to get through to someone that kind of language like it's not necessarily yet but if this person continues seeing him like at a certain point it's be- going to become like an emotional safeguarding issue Absolutely. like it's not a joke
0: it doesn't make sense men want to fuck girls who are good in bed but then don't want them to have any experience. The whole
1: thing is a complete circus. So that the person's
0: ended this question, how do I get her to stop ignoring the red flags? So again, I'm going back to Dr. Amani, who's a guest I had on this podcast mm. who deals with narcissistic abuse. And she said that the best way to help anyone out of an emotionally abusive relationship is not to criticize the partner. Because what you'll do is force the person further towards their partner because mm. um likely in a dangerous situation they'll want to prove he wrong. They'll want Mm. to be like, no, I promise, he's he's good sometimes. Like, I want you to see why I'm with him. So when Mm. we criticize the partner too much, too much, you can end up pushing them further away. And if they're dealing with an emotionally abusive person, the partner's likely already done a little smear campaign on you. Yeah, said, exactly. She's just jealous, babe. She's just jealous. So then when you speak up, you feed into that narrative that you're just jealous. She's yeah. been single for ages. She probably is whatever. So yeah. the, the, the method that Dr. Romani suggests is that you talk about your friend's behavior. Are you okay? I saw that. Are yeah. you okay? And pointing out so you're, you're validating their reality. If if you see them say something onto to their partner, you say, I saw that happen. Are you okay? Yeah. And, and you talk about how your friend's behaviour has changed. That is so, but
1: I never thought of it that way, but that is actually such a good way to go about it. Talk to them about how they're feeling because you know them at the end of the day. They know that you know when they're mm-hmm. going through something, you can just talk to them about how they're feeling.
0: It's a bit like how your Instagram works to open women up to this being bought it through humour. I mm. think that we can help our friends by not talking directly about their situation, but yeah. by talking about a situation. And yeah. they're more likely to see it mirrored back and go, Oh shit, yeah. that's happening to me. Yeah. Even bringing up something you saw online. I saw this thing about da, 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 that they're yeah. more likely to reflect instead of going, Your partner is following Jordan Jordan Peterson, who says mm. this, and that makes him a complete misogynist. You start labeling the partner, and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna they're yeah, gonna go, they're gonna he's go- not a misogynist because he's read this book. He's not a yeah. misogynist because I'm a feminist, so he can't be a misogynist. Yeah. And then you, you, you get, you're basically, anytime you criticize your friend's partner, you make them become defensive and yeah. defending the partner who's hurting them. And it becomes quite no, sticky. Not,
1: yeah, I've not thought about that before, but yeah, It's very sticky, That's yeah. I will definitely be listening to that episode.
0: Okay, last question from a listener. If I have to beg my boyfriend for attention... Am I needy or is there something wrong?
1: You are not needy. You have needs which are valid. <laughs> yes. You yeah. have needs which are valid, just like everyone has needs. Everyone mm. has different needs. I feel like you can ask for your needs to be met. And if they then don't get met, then you're just with the wrong person. You absolutely can ask for your needs to yeah, be met. Yeah, you can you can ask like and but that's the thing. I know it's scary. Like I know that like there are so many situations that I've been in where if I had said, if I had just asked, like, I need more from this... Then sometimes would...
0: we're afraid of the answer because yeah. we know they don't have it to give. Yeah, exactly. But we're afraid of... Sometimes we're afraid of saying what we need because we know they can't give it to us. And also, from personal experience, you're also then afraid of being further manipulated into squashing down your desires. Yeah, So I think when exactly. you open up that conversation with someone that... I mean, not being able to talk about your feelings is is also a sign of you're yeah. probably not with the right person. Yeah. So if you bring something up, hey, I don't like it when... you. You kind of come home late and I don't know when you're coming home it makes me feel uneasy because I need to do this in the house or, yeah. or like you want to tell something and they go well am I supposed to account for all of my fucking time with yeah, you exactly. that, 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 that's too much you'll be in control oh okay I'm sorry I'm sorry and then yeah. you're like I just apologise for expressing myself and I think that's a cycle that we can end up in yeah. is expressing our needs and then having them shut down Exactly. and if that's for, I would say try it once and the second you find yourself apologising yeah. you almost come around in this circle argument where yeah. you bring up your feelings and you go oh I'm I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. The first time you do that, red flag. Red flag. If it's like how much he's texting you and he's calling you needy, the key is to just like get out because you've had this validation from him at one point mm. and he's been texting you, guys and it felt great. And you want to get that back, but you are not going to get it. And the longer you continue, the more it's going to hurt. So it mm. is going to hurt when you cut them off and say, like, I'm not getting what I need from this. It's going to hurt for a bit, but like, that's fine. It's a human emotion. Like, you'll feel it it'll pass. But if Mm -hmm. you keep going in these things, it will just get worse. Like the feelings will hurt you more. There are so many people out there guys I cannot stress it I think a lot. I
0: think a lot of the time we cling to these situations or relationships with people because we're so afraid of walking into nothing but yeah. nothing is better than emotional nothing abuse nothing
1: is great and also it's nothing not nothing you're walking, you're walking
0: into your own arms hopefully you have some friends who can be your support system yeah and that is that is the place where you will find yourself and exactly then
1: you have like a day and in, in bed and you eat like some crisps like you will get like, <laughs> it'll be fine if you ask for your needs to be met and they are not met there is someone out there who can mm-hmm. do it for you Oh my God, I love talking to Iona so much. It's been a while since I've spoken about the intricacies
0: of dating men in this current climate. I think that most of my audience are likely feminists. And so one of the biggest traps that you don't really think to look out for are men who pretend to be feminists to get laid, particularly when you're at the start of your journey as well. Um, And it can be really, it can really break your trust when someone uses something that's so important against you. And obviously while we've spoken so much about Um, the dickheads that are out there. There are good men out there but we do need to talk about the bad ones so that we can avoid them because they're playing such a stealthy game and they're just becoming more and more evolved. The fuck boy hasn't changed. Uh, he's just evolved. And you should definitely check out Iona's Instagram. It's at beammeupsoftboy. And you can also check out her new book that's just published called Is This Love or Dopamine, which is incredible. It's so funny. I actually laughed out loud at almost every single page with the funny screenshots and her analysis of them. If you've enjoyed listening, then please do share it with your friends. To keep updated with all of the latest episodes as they drop, you can follow exactly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from you. Every month we'll be taking your calls, your texts, and your voice notes for our call-in episode. Please do tell me what you would like to hear an episode on. If you would like to ask a question or speak to my guest and I, please get in touch on WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven eight nine zero three zero two six six five. We'll be discussing topics around money, relationships, queerness, body image, all kinds of stuff. And don't forget you can join me every week for Ask Floss where I answer all of your questions from building confidence with your body hair to setting relationship boundaries and even my preference on cats or dogs. It's cats. Visit extrafloss.com to start your free trial and get access wherever you listen to your podcast or you can visit exactly on Apple Podcasts and hit try free at the top of the page. And a massive thank you to the incredible Black Honey who composed the original theme music for the show. They're fucking amazing. You can find them on Instagram at @blackhoneyuk. Black Honey UK. This is a Something Else and Sony Music Entertainment production. My producer is Millie Charles. Assistant producer is Ella McLeod. Executive producer is Carly Mail. And the production coordinator is Lily Hambly. And I want to give a special thanks to Chris Skinner, Jonathan Imieri, Ryan O'Meara, and Teddy Riley for additional production. And thanks to our engineers Jay Beal, Josh Gibbs, and mix engineer Gulliver Tickle.